Hello, and my name is Pete Rushmer, and I'm your host today of a Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success or you're already smashing it but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Just real, raw and frank conversations. My curiosity and impatience in seeking success has encouraged me to create a Half Dozen Things podcast. I designed it to bring you simplicity and discovery back to the forefront of your lives. We are all such busy people, it's easy to overlook the simple things we could be doing to achieve wealth, success and happiness. Hello listeners, I'm really excited to be joined today by Colin Nottage. Colin is the director of Influential Management Group, which is a health and safety consultancy based in Peterborough. He's got a wealth of experience and recently invited me onto his interesting health and safety podcast. So I was really pleased to be interviewing him for a half dozen things. Please enjoy the episode. Hello everyone, it's uh, Pete from a Half Dozen Things podcast. I'm joined today by Colin Nottage. Uh, Colin, uh, would you mind introducing yourself today, please? Good morning, Pete. Um, yeah, th- thanks a lot for inviting us onto the, uh, onto the podcast. My name's Colin Nottage, based in the Peterborough area. I run a health and safety consultancy, but we, we do quite a bit more than just health and safety. We do a lot of environment quality and just helping businesses improve. Um, the company's called Influential Management Limited. Yeah, you know, we, uh, we're there, we do stuff, we're out and about. And, um, you know, well, we're not out and about too much at the moment. We're, uh, we're stuck at home at the moment. But, uh, yeah, we've had a nice business. It's been going for... Um, been going for nearly 15 years now so the business has been around uh, has been around a long time relatively long time but um but yeah great you know got some got some really nice clients you know working in lots of different fields and uh for listeners colin's got his own podcast as well um and uh colin are you able to just tell us a little bit about that yeah so i've um i've got the the interesting health and safety podcast um we've been going for a year now actually in june was when we uh when we started in 2019 um and it's starting to get some real traction you know we're uh, we're getting some getting some great downloads got some great guests that are on it we've uh, we've just done an episode for my for my podcast just before okay. this so uh you know really appreciate you uh coming on to uh, coming on to that and yeah and the, and the idea i suppose the idea of the podcast is is um, we call it the interesting health and safety podcast because because people a lot of people find health and safety really boring and really sort of stuck in its ways and so what we're trying to do is we're trying to put the message out there in a, in a slightly different way, looking at some of the more modern ways that people are trying to, to manage health and safety in the business. And we've had some great guests on. You know, I've been, I've been very fortunate to get some really influential people um, from around the world, from Australia, from America, from the UK, um, who have got some, some really forward-thinking ways of, of doing health and safety. Um, and, uh, you know, so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great fun. I mean, hopefully you're enjoying you're enjoying what you're doing, but oh, I just I'm love it. I'm absolutely enjoying it. I'm just a bit worried because I think your listeners will probably be a bit disappointed when they hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, mate. Um, fortunately, they can't see you. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's true. They definitely, they definitely don't want to see me. Uh, poor Colin, uh, we're here together. We're, social distancing has been, been met, but uh, as ever, or those that know me well will know that there's a little bit of sunshine, so therefore I'm in my shorts. So he's been having to uh, put up with my hairy legs. So Colin's, Colin's got a really interesting uh, round of a half dozen things today um, that we're going to be discussing that include understanding your people and having empathy, clear objectives in your business, uh, having an environment of openness and trust, which I think is a really, really interesting concept for us to have a discussion about. And then uh, a business being able to be adaptable, being able to pivot, the importance of marketing in your business, you know, making sure that your business isn't obscure. Obviously, Colin, that's something that Colin lives regularly with the podcast as well, because it's a very important way of marketing the business too. Um, and then obviously having credibility as well. So uh, Colin, I'm absolutely do- delighted to have you join us, especially uh, uh, you know someone with a level of experience that you've got as well. I haven't been in business so- for so many years, so I really, really appreciate it. So tell me a bit about understanding your people and having empathy as, the, as your first one. Yeah, um, 
It was it was really interesting, actually, you know, just sort of being asked to list down, you know, the sort of six things that I think are important. And, and I suppose it's, uh, you know, the, the, there might be something I've missed, but that the things that immediately sprang to mind. And I think, you know, biz- businesses that want to be want to be really successful are, are businesses that really, really understand how their people tick, what makes them what makes them work. And and there, there are a lot of businesses that, that, that put people into roles, put people into into positions and, and don't realise the the actual expertise and, and the strength that they've got in um, in those in those lo- in those areas in those fields and and from a health and safety perspective I'm not going to talk a lot about health and safety today but from a health and safety it's very very easy you know when something when something goes wrong to to see the individual to see the person as the problem you know they've uh, they've they've made the mistake they've got it wrong and often when you look at incidents and accidents and stuff like that. You also look at it with 2020 vision, with hindsight. You know the clarity of hindsight, and and I suppose you know the, the reason I put that there is I think it's for businesses to be really successful. What they need to do is they need to they need to actually look at their people bef- before stuff happens and actually really find out what they're about, what makes them tick. You know, if if somebody goes out into the business, this is a challenge. This is a challenge for your listeners. Okay, go out into your business and walk round and talk to your people, even if it's just for half an hour or an hour. And don't talk about work. Go out into the workplace and just talk to your people and just find out about them and just understand what it is that they do, what their lives, what's important in their lives, you know, and start to have an understanding of some of the some of the battles that they're going through and the things that are going on in their lives. I I interviewed a guy called Jason Anker a few um, few months back. okay, and, and Jason fell off a roof and broke his back and he's in a wheelchair. And, and he just said to me, he said, Colin, he says, it wasn't that I broke the rule, okay, on that particular day when I climbed up on that roof. He says, I was broken as an individual before I went to work. And I just went, wow, you know, what, what a powerful thing to say. And if, and if his management and if the people that he was working with have understood exactly where he was, you know, then they may have reacted a little bit differently. And the business may not have ended up in the in the problems they had. You know, yeah. somebody falling off a roof and breaking your back. You know, you, your business has got a problem when that when that happens. You know, so so being able to being able to get out, going and talking to the people, and and seeing seeing things from their perspective, I think is 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 really important. We've all got different perspectives on life, yeah. and we've all got different perspectives on our business. And and if you if you look at you know, if you've got say you've got a business with three or four sites or maybe more. And um, and you've got the finance director, okay? The finance director probably sees those sites as cost centres. He's interested in he's interested in revenue. Is each of those those sites making, okay? The actual managers, okay, who are on those individual sites, are all looking at their sites as um, as a maybe a, a manufacturing facility, and there's equipment there, and you know, and it's about the the maintenance of the equipment and the upkeep of the equipment. And, you know, and keeping that productivity and production and all that kind of stuff. But when you actually look at the, the, the people that are on the machines, they, they actually see that place of work as the means to, to feed their families and to, you know, and to provide so that they can go away on holiday, the, the financial, uh, you know, the financial aspect. So, so everybody looks at the workplaces a little bit differently. And so, so if you, as, a, if you as, a, as an individual can actually go and spend some time with your people and understand their perspective of what it is and actually have an understanding of what it means to work in there and and have a have a better understanding of the decisions that people are having to make on a daily basis when they go out into the uh, into the workplace then then I think you're going to have a you're going to have a better business for yeah. that that's an absolutely fascinating point of view and that, that really really resonated with me and in a way I suppose has just enlightened me in a way that I never really looked at how in a place that I've worked previously. As listeners will know, I used to work for Volvo Trucks, and when you talk about having a cost centre, and you know, you know that the regional management team do look at your depot as a cost centre, and actually, that is a, almost like a three sixty battle every day as a middle level manager that I was at the time, that I would have to report up to the to the regional management team but I would also be leading my team locally where we worked wasn't 
this cost center that they had in their head about you know about productivity and you know as a business we used to prod we, we used to measure productivity on three different levels and in three different ways it was such an important measurement you know when, whenever we looked at gross profit margins within uh, within the business as a whole you know Volvo as a business sell, sell lots of different things they sell the the vehicles themselves they sell the parts to maintain them and then they sell the labor through the workshop and then you'd look at the different gross profit margins and actually one of the most profitable areas is the manpower and you, the manpower that you're selling but actually those people that are working in that business the team members they see that as their it's their bread and butter you know I go here from this time until this time and that's what puts food on the table and that's what puts fuel in my car to get there and that's what put clothes on my back and clothes on my kids back and actually that's a massively different perspective from one way to another yeah really really good input yeah and, and also that. also i think you know a lot, you know you know in a, in a lot of businesses you know this is also a big a big social environment as well you know it's it's where it's where people are working with their colleagues with friends you know they might they, they might go out out of work after and it's, it's it's really important it's really important yeah. to people and so when you're, you know, when you're, if, you, if, if as a, a business you want to improve your productivity in a particular area, then, then wh- why wouldn't, you know, people often say, oh, you know, your resources are your most important asset and all that, all that kind of stuff. You know, and you hear these glib statements. But, but in actual fact, if you can get people that are really enjoy coming to work because, um, because they feel part of something important, you're going to get more out of them. Yeah. You're going to get more out of them. What's your take on it? So here's an interesting question for you because it, it never really, well, I don't really know how I felt, so I'm not going to lead into this question in any particular way, which I've now already done, I realise. Uh, however, they used to have what they call back to the floor days. So you'd have senior management team come back to the workshop floor for the day, right? get into their overalls and get out there. All right. What do you think is? Uh, do you think that's a good thing for the senior level teams to do? I think it depends on what they do when they get there. So, you know, why isn't every day a back to the floor day? You know, if that's what you want, you know, why aren't the why aren't the people spending some time every single day of the uh, of, of their of their time actually out in the workplace talking to people? Because because that's when you're going to find out that's when you're going to find out how the business really really ticks and really works. I think if it's a you know if it's this forced uh, this forced process where you know where people are, are, are being made to go out on a particular day and they don't really want to be there, yeah. then I think people are going to pick on that very very quickly. Yeah. You know and the, and the people you know oh, he's, a, he's just here to you know he's just here to tick the box. You know whereas if somebody's actually going out with real you know with, with I say with, with empathy but with a real want and desire to learn. If you actually then look at, well, what do you actually get from a business perspective? If you're a senior manager in a business and you go out and you find out something in your business that is really, really beneficial to your business because you've gone out and spoken to the people, then why wouldn't you want to do that all the time? (laughs) You know, why why wouldn't you want to go out there? And and I think think that's why, why it's so important what you say about having empathy because our leadership team thought, that that was a good thing to go back to the workshop floor for the day each year or what have you that, that, that they did it and I think on the one hand it's in principle it's a good idea but in reality as you say it should be something that's done regularly and actually if that had been looked at from the point of view of having empathy it'd quickly be realized that that the message that you send in is that you should be grateful that I'm coming onto the workshop floor for a day to spend some time with you when in reality the principle's right, but actually the delivery method, it'd be a lot better to go, actually, we're not going to label this as some gimmick. We're actually just going to go and do it and we're going to do it on a regular basis. And each week when I come and do a site visit, then I'll come and walk, walk the floor. And it's just something that happens rather than it being something that's almost marketed internally as something like, we get you, we understand you, which I think uh, probably lacks a level of empathy because you don't really realise the impact that that's going to have or the the viewpoint that your team will probably have on on that i think i think you're totally right there um pete and um you know i mean you know we we often you know in 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 our game health and safety side of it you know given things like accident statistics and near miss near miss reports and all that kind of stuff and and for me you know they're they're such they're such false false measures you know they, they aren't giving any kind of indication of really what's happening out there if you want, if you want a really, really positive measure that's going to make a real difference to your business, then the measure is how many positive suggestions 
have been given to me by somebody from the shop floor and what percentage of those have I actually been able to implement yeah. into the workplace. Uh, and, if, yeah. and if you get those two measures working really well, then to be totally honest with you, all of your, all of your environmental problems, your quality problems, your health and safety problems, your production problems are all going to go away yeah. because, because you are working with the people that, that, that all the time, you know, you're, you're, you're expecting your people to be adaptable and you're expecting them to, to make decisions and to make calls. And, you know, and, 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 and so looking at going out and spending time and, and looking at how people do the jobs yeah. and do the work and finding out how work is done then you're gonna you're gonna be much more successful. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Okay, and that, that leads us really nicely into in, into the next area around clear objectives. Mm. So, uh, why why would you say it's so important to make sure that workplaces and businesses have clear objectives? Okay, so I, th- I think an object the objectives of the business want to be you know are the sort of initial pros- process of how you actually decide well where do you where do you want to be what do you what kind of business do you want to be. You know, and, and it starts to set the set the plan together. Not not every single business that's that's that starts is going to be world dominant. Not every single business that starts is gonna is gonna be the the most health and safety focused business in the world. Okay, all businesses are, are, are gonna are gonna find their level. Are gonna find where they want to be. And I think it's really important to be you know to to explain to the people that are either working for you or might come and work for you. Where are you positioning? Where are you placing yourself? What what are you trying to achieve? Because if you can get the if you can get you know this this clear this clear direction this clear journey you know and I I see objectives I'm I'm probably going to put a little bit on visions and values there as well yeah. you know you know where, you know what, what do we you know what is what is the the vision of the business where do we want to be How, what what are going to be the core values that we that we have in our business and 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 if you put those values in place then then the decisions that you start to make in your business need to be made and compared against those values you know and if you can get your if you can get your visions your values your objectives really really well understood then then you can then also you can start to be challenged you're you know if just for argument's sake if if you are going to be the the, the safest um, business in the world, and I, I hate I'd hate that. Okay, that's, a, that's an absolutely awful objective to have, right? and I'll tell you why in a minute. But if that's what you want to do, and then you make a decision that is that is purely based around productivity and production, and isn't considering the safety, then the people in your business have got every right to stand up and say, "Well, this doesn't follow our our values." Yeah. So you know, so getting that getting that clarity. Um, you know, if you if if you've got these objectives, I mean, one of the things that I love to do when I sit down with senior management is is I just like to you've got a room full of board directors, and you just say right then, you know, have you as a company got objectives? You know, and they usually say yes, we have. So right, what are they then? Okay, and the amount of senior management that that start to stumble, you know, and start to not not able to clearly say exactly what the objectives are, you know, because it might have been formulated by by the MD up in a room and it, and it never gets projected down into the into the business pro- properly and so and so if that senior if that if those senior people in that room are unable to actually tell you what their what the vision the values and the objectives of the company are then it's hardly surprising then if that if that message hasn't got down through the management to the people at the sharp end of the business and 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 the only way you know if you think about businesses you know you know where businesses are the people is is a lot of organizations when they shut down at night all you're left with is a, is a room full of machinery that's switched off and there might be a few birds that are fluttering around in in a warehouse or something like that but the business has pretty much gone to sleep okay and then it's when the people come in the following day and they start to then interact with the, the equipment does it start to bring that business back to life again so so it's the people it's the people that are that are the key you know, so so if you want your business to be successful, then they have got to know what it means to work in that workplace as well. So, you know, so so getting that that message down into the business. You know, when you come to recruitment, I'll let you talk in a minute, Pete. But when you come to recruitment, all right, you know, if you really want the right people working for you, then you want to be you want to be setting it out right at the beginning. This is this is this is what we're about as a business. But also, you want to be giving the people that don't actually agree with it the opportunity not to not to actually apply. Yeah. Or if they if they if they don't like what they what they hear, 
to actually say no you know i'm not prepared you know i don't want to work for for this sort of business because because maybe your 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 objectives your visions your values don't align you know so i i just want to draw back to how eloquently put you've just made an image in my head of the people breathing life into a business in that it's something that i've always known to be true but actually just having that vision in my head of all the businesses, all the previous businesses that I've worked within, and you absolutely hit the nail on the head that every single one of those businesses, and regardless of sector, whether that's been a pub or a restaurant or whether it's been a workshop, a body shop, or um, a heavy goods workshop, every single one of those, when it shuts down at night, turn the keys off, turn the lights out, literally compressors off and out I've walked. And yeah, there might be a bird fluttering around, but essentially that business is closed for business until people arrive the very next day. And what a wonderful way of actually clearly outlining what that is. And that, and I know that's slightly away from your point, but actually it, it's, it's very much a part of the point because having the objectives clear and having the people that live and breathe those objectives and those vision and values day in, day out will determine how successful the business is and, and the importance for a senior team to be able to go, right, these are what they are and we need to, it's all well and good us outlining what those objectives are, but the ability to be able to communicate so that the people at the sharp end of the business, as you, as you, as you rightly said, live, breathe them, it drives their behaviour and their actions and everything that they do. I can remember a few years ago, I did a little bit of work um, with a with a primary school, and we were looking at their um, we were looking at their mission statement. I think it's called a mission statement or something okay. like that. Okay, and, uh, and 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 we got their team together, and they and they wrote these words. And you read you read these words, right? And and you couldn't you couldn't disagree, right, yeah. with anything that was written down. Okay. It sounded it sounded lovely, you know, and they and they wanted to create this environment, you know, where 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 the children, you know, w- w- learned and and felt happy and felt comfortable and felt safe yeah. and secure and all this kind of stuff, and and I was just sitting there with them and I said I said look, that that is that's great, okay, I said, but um, but what does that mean? What does that mean to the to the five year old or the six year old that's in that that's in that school? Okay, what does what does all that mean to them? And they sort of looked at me and they said, well, "What do you mean?" And I said, "I said, have you got, have you got like a, have you got like a school, a school magazine or something like that somewhere, or you know, or?" And they, they said, "Yeah." And I said, "Well, look, we dug it out, and and there was this picture in there of this girl laughing her head off, okay, just laughing her head off, and she just looked like she was just loving, loving what she was doing." And I said, "That's your mission statement. Yeah. That image is your mission statement. Yeah. That is that is what you're trying to achieve." So, so yeah, all of those words fit well in in that environment over there. Yeah. But let's think about this environment over here, and you know, and yeah. and and that's and that's what you want to try and achieve. You want to try, you know. And I, I suppose for me, the point I'm trying to make there is that the the way that you that you put your objectives can be different as long as there's consistency. Yeah. You know, so use different mediums, use different different ways of uh, of projecting what it is you want to try and achieve to to the audience. Okay. You know, because people people do to accept information. It might be video, it might be written, it might be images or whatever it is, but mm. but use different media to 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 actually get that get that message out. Yeah, perfect. You uh you, you brought back a memory to me that's long been buried. I used to work for a chap who was um it was very anti-corporate statements and uh, and what have you, but I, I totally believe there is a place for them. But uh, his his thing, he was a German chap, and his thing was Solvat, everything Solvat, and it's very very interesting. That was you had a Solvat moment with this team at the primary school. Yeah. It's all well and good, but Solvat, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that was his uh, that was his way of doing things. But actually, just two words, but it's such a good mantra yeah. for anything. Is Solvat. Um, and what what is what difference is it going to make? Like you say, what difference is it going to make to the five or six year old so what? You know, but there we go. Uh, brilliant. So an environment of openness and trust. Wow, that's a really important sort of third third concept for us to discuss, Colin. So tell me a bit more about environment and openness and trust and why that's important. Okay. Um, I've had I've had the opportunity to speak to some really really amazing people and and all of the time it's what they're saying they're talking to me about this openness and this trust and 
and and and I suppose when I look back at my look back at my career and, and where I've come from, I spent a lot of time in the quarrying industry, and I've um, you know I've run sites all over the UK, and and I suppose I I probably didn't realise it at the time, but what I was trying to do, I was trying to create this environment where people were really happy to actually talk and 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 put their head above the parapet because because if you can get if you can get that environment where you know where where people feel really really comfortable to be vulnerable i suppose almost then then you're going to you're going to learn and and i think you know the minute you start to the minute you start to put any kind of of punishment or blame into into anything that you do then what you're going to do is you're going to sh- stop learning you know you can't you can't punish and learn at the same time the yeah. two things are mutually exclusive yeah. you know you got you you know so 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 why would you want to stop learning you know why would any business want to stop learning so so just ditch that you know something goes wrong okay don't blame the individual you know in actual fact you know if somebody if somebody makes an, a mistake if somebody if somebody really cocks up I'm, 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 I'm all right using that word all right yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. if so yeah i don't know what kind of a, yeah, but if but if some, you know, if if they can actually if they're if they're working in an environment where they know that they are going to be totally supported if they've got something wrong, then they are so much more likely to tell you about the things that could potentially go wrong. You know, whereas whereas if you've got an environment where the minute something goes wrong, then you're pointing your finger, you're you're, you're sticking it. And I suppose it's a little bit. In with the first one, we you know in the first one we spoke about there, but if you you know if, if you've got an environment where where people just are comfortable to to talk and 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 right away right away through the business you know right from the, the person right at the top right the way down through the business uh, are, are continually trying to to get this this environment where we just want you to talk to us about the stuff that's happening out there, then you're gonna then you again you're gonna benefit so much from that uh, you know from that 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 environment because because people are going to people are going to feel safe just before christmas um i i went on a um i went on a training course okay i went on a 5 day 5 day training course that was uh it was it was i wanted to become a, i want to become a better speaker okay i want i want to uh, cuz i'm even though i'm in my uh in my 50s okay i've still got loads to learn loads and loads and loads to learn and and so I wanted to I wanted to become a better speaker. So I went on this this what this called this um this expert speaker course, and it was it was one of the most challenging yet most life changing experiences that I've had. In, yeah. You know because because I was put in this environment where I was really challenged, really challenged. But oh, was I supported? Okay, by the group, you know, and and very very quickly, you know, there was a group of twenty of us in this room, and very very quickly, you know, we were. We were we were opening up about about things that happened in our lives many many years ago, um, but felt comfortable to do that yeah. because we we felt that the people around around that that table were were actually they got our back they you know that they were they were you know they were supporting us they were helping us helping us to to grow as individuals, and even today okay we set up a WhatsApp group um, called the November I think it's called the November ESA and. And even today, w- w- the group is still, you know, texting each other. This is like six or seven months after being on a course yeah, that we're still sharing. We're still supporting each other. We're still putting little comments about about how we've been successful in things that we've done, and it, and it's just such a lovely environment, you know, to to be in. And 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 I suppose what I got from that was just was just you know about the minute the minute you, you you don't the minute you become closed the minute you you blame the minute you 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 do anything that's not constructive then you lose you lose so much as an individual but also as a business so you know and and to be to to get that openness and trust you know it doesn't just happen okay it's not you can't just say right tomorrow i want everybody to be open okay all right it 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 takes people because people are very cynical you know, in, in, you know, employees, people at the sharp end of the business have heard this before. You know, people have come in, blah 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 blah, and 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 they don't. You know, you've got to you've got to earn it, and you've got to earn it by what you do. You know, and, and the values that you put on you put on the, uh, the the workplace, and so encourage it. So I almost think that that you know, for, for for senior management, you have got to become vulnerable to show or tell people if you don't understand something, it, it, it doesn't matter. You know, if you 
if, if, if you don't know how a particular machine works, yeah. all right, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't matter that you actually say to the people that operate that machine, look, I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to do a risk assessment, say from a, you know, from a health and safety perspective. You know, there's so many rubbish risk assessments that are written by management in an office yeah. where they think they know what it is that should be down on that. But yeah. going out into the workplace and sitting down and talking to the people, I was chatting to a guy the other day. Okay, who worked who, who who said we actually had we had um we had two different safe systems of work for a job, and I said, well, what, what do you mean? He says he goes so we went into this workshop two shifts two shifts in his workshop, and he said um he said we were doing a risk assessment on this particular machine, okay, and uh, and the because they'd created the right environment, the guy turned around and said um look I'm being, I want to be open with you here, okay, I don't actually use this machine to do this particular job. We do it over here on a bench in a slightly different way. And uh, the, the manager goes, right, okay, well, come and show us then. Come and show us what you do. Mm. Okay. And so, and so they went and showed and they talked through it. And in actual fact, they found that the way that he was doing was fine. Yeah. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't any more or any less risk. Okay, it was, it, it was about, it was, it was okay. It was all good about doing it. They then went to the night shift, okay, or the, the other shift. And, and the guy there said, I'd always use a machine. And so rather than actually saying to this first guy, well, you're wrong, you've got to use that machine, what they had is they had two ways of doing the job. Yeah. Why not? What's wrong with that? Why not? Yeah. If both of them, as long, you know, as long as one of them isn't inherently dangerous, yeah. then why not? Yeah, why not? You know, so, so again, that wouldn't have happened, yeah. you know, if, if, if they didn't have that openness and trust, that wouldn't have happened, okay? What would have happened is that first guy would have said, yeah, I'll use this machine. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll press that button, I'll do this, I'll do that. And they would have produced this document or whatever it may be, and everybody would have been happy, and then he was actually over there doing it in a completely different way. You know, and that and that's what would have happened in reality. So so create this environment where people are happy to talk to you. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, I think uh, I think t- a couple of things I just wanted to draw back on. I think uh, certainly with your speaking, I was going to point out that I think you've got a great voice for speaking. So... Uh, <laughs> I read a book recently by uh, I can't remember what the first name was Chris Voss I think he was a hostage negotiator and he was saying when you negotiate you need to have this late night DJ voice and you've got a late night DJ voice has anyone ever said that before I'm sure the listeners have really enjoyed it yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, had, uh, I've had people say that, that my voice puts them to sleep I didn't know whether that was, whether that was positive or not I'll, I'll, I'm paying you a compliment I'm not saying it puts me to sleep it's very uh, it's very soothing um, and then uh, and then, and then sort of the other point around what we're discussing really i don't know if you i don't know if you read the book but uh matthew sired black box thinking uh yeah great book great book yeah. and and this is this is very much sort of alludes to a similar ethos i suppose around um so if you if you guys have read black box thinking then pick it back up and read it again because i think there's value in reading it more than once but if you uh if you've not read it before highly highly recommended book which uh, which really the principles of which you discuss, I suppose, is the the basis of the book, isn't it? Yeah. Black box thinking, and um, so black box thinking is Matthew Syed. He, he he goes in initially. He sort of lands the, the the challenges that the NHS face around doctors not being openness uh, or not having openness around uh, accident statistics or, or fatalities even, mm-hmm. um, and. Could the contrast of that, particularly with aviation, for example, where you've got a black box and everything's very objective and it's measured and essentially it's very open and trustworthy because it's just data, you know, and it's a data set and it's analysed um, and uh, and what have you. But fantastic book. And it goes into sort of the, the elements of the benefits of marginal gains as well, doesn't it? Um, well, we were talking about it actually just now on when we were recording your podcast about having that microscope about understanding exactly what's going on in your business all the time and having that openness so uh yeah really really good so uh, moving on to the next section about adaptability and the ability to be able to pivot in your business so um i would say that that sort of blends into a little bit of resilience i suppose but uh um yeah would you are you happy to tell us a bit more about that colin but there's probably there's probably no better time to talk about that than now. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think pretty much every every business in the um, you know in the UK uh, is being affected 
either positively or negatively by uh, by COVID. You know, there's some businesses out there that have seen massive growth and, and that causes issues and problems. Yeah. And there's some businesses that have seen their, their business fall apart. And, that's, uh, and that, that, again, causes different problems. And, and I suppose, you know, if you're... What you need to be doing as a business is you need to be continually, continually looking at how you work and how you perform. You know, it, it was difficult to, to foresee something like COVID coming along. Okay, it was difficult, difficult to foresee that. But hopefully now the fact that it's happened, then people will actually start to look at their businesses and start to look at their resilience. And, you know, I mean, I mean Primark are a great example. Their, their turnover went from, I'm not sure if it, was, if it was 30 million a month or 300 million a month. I don't know what the number was, yeah. but it went down to zero. Bang, you know Big what number. I mean? Big number to nothing. To nothing. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, and, but they've got, they've got fantastic product that people want to buy. Okay, but what they haven't done is they haven't they haven't been able to or they hadn't put any, an online presence, yeah. you know. So they had a so they had a big big issue there. Now hindsight's a wonderful thing; you can see it now. But really, I suppose the the good businesses are the ones that are actually forward thinking all the time. And I suppose you know there's there's old sayings, you know, don't don't put all your eggs in one basket. Well, probably never never true was that uh, was that word uh, that word said. And so you know, so businesses that are able to to look at the you know. In times of difficulty and you know, in times of, uh, uh, of of problem, to to actually find a way through that, and uh, you know, and to be able to uh, you know, be able to 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 adjust the way that they that they do things to you know, if a you know, if a business has a fatality, well, you know, the 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 issues that that causes, you know, from you know, from obviously the family of the person that's uh, that's lost their life, but the the colleagues and the um, the management, you know, I, I worked for a business many years ago where, where somebody died and that manager couldn't face driving back into that site again. He couldn't, he couldn't. And then, so his, his life was, was wrecked, okay, by somebody else's life being wrecked. And, 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 so, and so, again, it's this, this forward-thinking process, I suppose, and, you know, and being able, to, being able to, to just challenge and look at these things and ask the questions, what if, you know, and, or, or, or maybe a better question is, is to ask when, you know. So when this happens, what are we going to do about it? Have we got the right controls? Have we got the right changes, the right, the right process in place to actually deal with this thing when it happens? And, and I think, you know, changing it to not if it happens, to when it happens, maybe just puts a slightly different focus on people's, uh, you know, people's, the way that they think about it. Yeah. So, you know, so again, risk assessment, chat to the guys, what are the jobs that you do out there that, that when it happens, it could kill you? They're going to think, fuck, you know what I mean? We better think about this because, you know, we've got to put something in place. Yeah. And, then, and, then, and then how do you, how do you recover from that? Yeah. You know, have you got the right support process? If, are you, the, the, things that you, the things that you should be, you know, on any, on any incident, investigation or whatever, the things are, have, are we looking after the, either the person that suffered the, or, the, or their family? You know, are we looking after them, them people? And then start to look at, you know, well, what can we do to stop this sort of thing from happening again? Yeah. Yeah, confronting the facts, absolutely. I think um, I think the ability to be adaptable, like you say, uh, Primark have made a cock-up of Blockbuster. Sorry, pardon the pun. Yeah. <laughs> proportions, really, because it's, it's much the same as what happened with Blockbuster getting disrupted by um, by Netflix, wasn't it, really? And, uh, and Primark have had the same sort of challenge. Like you say, about putting all your eggs in one basket, I think there's uh, there's an element of importance that, and, and many small business owners who may be thinking about this, it's about an element of it is around making sure that what you offer is frictionless or you've dropped as many barriers to accessibility as possible. Mm. It's about how accessible you can make yourself. So essentially Primark have got a massive turnover and they've they've essentially just got this this one this one pillar of income. They they've got a great offer, they've got uh, affordable clothing that's of a uh, you know of a good enough quality that it demonstrates good value for money you know uh, r- regardless of what anyone thinks they've got a massive marketplace of people that want to give them money for those goods but essentially they're, they're on the high street now the high street got locked down and and actually all of a sudden that people can't access those clothes anymore but actually there's still a demand for clothing because people still need to wear stuff. Mm-hmm. So I imagine online retailers, and I don't know the data, I don't know the numbers, but online retailers have done very well. And a really good example, actually, it's quite timely. 
my wife and I, we, we, we've realised in lockdown that our lad, who's eight, was fast outgrown his clothes and we need new clothes. Now, in normal circumstances, we needed those clothes. In normal circumstances, we'd have gone to the high street and we'd have looked at, of which one of the shops would have been Primark because it's good for all your basics and stuff like that. And there might have been some other shops of maybe slightly higher quality if we, uh, if we felt the need. Um, we'd have gone to those, but actually we just went, online and the online company now got our money yeah. <laughs> you know that, that that same budget so it's, it's you, very important and you'll probably go back there again if they if they gave you a great service and they delivered the stuff you know straight away you're now going to think you know what's the point i mean i think next you know the, the service that next do yeah you know it's just you know you can order at seven o'clock at night and it's there the following morning yeah, yeah. i mean wow you know, I mean, that's, you know, that's it? great, isn't it? You know, so that's it's, uh, you know, um, so yeah, so just having that, um, you know, having that, having that process yeah. is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Adaptability. And we, you know, we, I think, you know, one of the things that we've done as a business is we've really thought about, about how we deliver health and safety support to our clients, yeah. you know, and, and very, very much it was about, you know, turning up on a particular day and doing so and so. And now we are doing it differently. We are doing shorter visits using using technology using zoom using uh, microsoft teams you know and and, and and little and often yeah. you know rather than these big blodges of time that we were spending and, yeah. and you know and, and and there's so many benefits to that you know it's it's gonna you know i'm not having to drive up to or fly up to aberdeen you know where some of our clients are yeah. you know so that's you know that's great for me it's it's good for them but but I think there's always, there's still an element, there's still going to be an element of doing stuff face-to-face. I think, yeah. you know, we're going to, in a minute, we're going to talk a little bit about, about credibility, um, you know, and to get that trust. It's quite difficult to get that remotely. Yeah, you know, you have, to, you have to build that, uh, that face-to-face. So, but it's just, about, it's just about being adaptable, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, 100%, 100%. So um, the fifth, uh, fifth area that we, uh, we were going to look to discuss today was around marketing and ensuring, um, ensuring that you're visible as a, as a business. Could you explain that a little bit more, Colin, and, and what you do to make sure that um, you, you know, are, are marketing effectively? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you can have the greatest product in the world, can't you? But if nobody knows about it, then, <laughs> then you ain't going to sell it. And, you know, and let's be really real here. You know, the reason that businesses exist is to is to is to make money. Yeah. You know that's that's what that's what business is about, and um, you know and I and I've got no problem. I will I will stand up in a in a training room, okay, and and I will say to the people on that training course, look, the reason that I'm here today is to earn money for my family so that so that my children do well, and my you know and I can go on holidays and I can drive a nice car and all that kind of stuff, and I'm not frightened of that because because I actually think it's a it's a it's a fair exchange. I'm I'm hopefully providing you with really really great content and and quality, and in return you're going to give me some money. Yeah. All right, and that's a that's a fair that's a fair exchange. Okay, I've got no problem with that, um, and, and because that's the reason that everybody in that room is there. Okay, you know, everybody in that room is there to do exactly what I'm doing, you know, but they're just doing it a slightly different way. Maybe they might be on a machine, they might be driving a vehicle or whatever it may be. Um, You know, so we're all we're all there to do things to do things uh, to 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 make to better our lives. And so so if you want to if you want to be good at that, then you've got to you've got to tell people what your what it is that you do. So so having a having a presence, I mean, you know, social media is so is such an important part of life nowadays. Everybody's got a got a phone. I think in actual fact, marketing has has become a lot easier for people because uh, because 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 people are so much more accessible because everybody everybody's got a got a phone. But also, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of noise. In there, there's a lot of noise out there at the moment. You know, there's loads and loads of people that are offering, especially especially online training at the moment and stuff like that. You know, every everybody's got an online, everybody's got an online course that they're trying to sell, and and everybody's a, everybody's a, a, a offering a masterclass or a, a guru in this or a guru in that. And I think I think you know it's it's about it's about getting your message out to the people that you believe actually want to you know want to buy your service. So starting to get. You know what we try to do is is we will we will pick companies locally that we would like to work with, yeah. okay, and like the opportunity to to spend some time with, and and then we will then find out right well who is the person within that that business that 
that is, is the one that, that will be making the, the decision about, about what we offer. And then it's, I suppose it's then trying to say, right, well, let's try and build some kind of, some kind of relationship with that, uh, with that person. And so, so I think, you know, to be, to be, you know, you can do mass marketing. And I think if you've got, if you've got a product that, uh, that, that goes sells to anybody, then you can do this mass marketing. But, you know, what we're doing is, is we're, we're selling something that is quite, um, that is quite personal, you know, changing, changing the way that people people feel about their workplace and changing the way that um, um, the employees um, uh, are, are respected I suppose within the workplace it's quite it's a, a niche I suppose yeah. so you know so there's a lot of business out there that, that, that aren't interested in that so I'm wasting my time marketing to them yeah. you know so so it's about it's about finding the businesses that really want to do things the right way yeah. you know so companies that companies that really want to really want to improve their performance by engaging with their workforce are the people that um, you know that we want to talk to, so so they've got to be the ones that we've we've got to market to. You know, you can be lazy. You can be lazy with marketing. You know, you can try and chuck loads of stuff out there and have this. Uh, you know, if I chuck a if I chuck a thousand pieces, then hopefully five of them are going to stick. You know, or you can or you can actually say right, well let's let's really create this. Uh, you know, create this in, this environment where people, I suppose, understand. You know, that's a lot of what my, my podcast is about, is trying to create this, um, this, this listenership that trust me because I'm giving great advice and giving great content. And then, and then because those people are, are engaged with me already, then potentially then selling to them is going to be a little bit, a bit, a little bit easier yeah, because, they, because they, they believe. You know, if they didn't believe in what I was saying, then they wouldn't be listening to me. So but I suppose, you know, for me, you know, my, my, my main aim, the reason I started my podcast up, I almost wanted to get a load of stuff off my chest and I wanted to and I wanted to give away content yeah. for nothing, for free. Yeah. You know, that's what that's you know, it was about it was about giving giving stuff back to an environment that, that has been really great to me over the years. But also, there's a, there's a, if there's a chance to monetize that a little bit, then, yeah. then I'm going to try and take that. I totally agree. I think with a, with a smaller business, obscurity is a, a challenge and uh, it's something that we have to overcome. And there's, there's lots of routes for marketing. And like you say, I think when people first start out, the tendency to just throw as much as you can out there to see what sticks and I know I've on reflection I've been so guilty of that as well and not having a clearly enough defined customer base or or potential client base to to be able to market to I think is is very important I've uh, I've read I've since read lots of lots of good books on on marketing uh, Seth Godin this is marketing a big orange book is one one in particular where he says uh, the riches are in the niches um, which uh, is obviously very American, but it, it, it does make to have a clearly defined idea, like you say, of particular clients that you want to target and then speaking to. You know they're aligned with your values. Uh, we we met through um, BNI Synergy, which is a uh, which is a like referral networking business uh, for a referral networking event. And the benefit of referral networking, whilst that takes quite a bit of time, and we, we'll probably come on. To, well, we're going to come on to. Uh, to how that builds credibility uh, shortly but that that's so important and valuable in trying to build your business isn't it but you, you you spend that time with people and and getting to understand what they're looking for so that then they can help you build your business as well but uh, yeah marketing there, there's loads of solutions out there and like you say it's very easy now to to get straight to people with mobile phones but with I, I totally agree with the podcast as well I think if you've especially if you're in a knowledge-based industry like we both are, whether it's training or health and safety or compliance or whatever it may be. I think that we know lots of stuff. We know, we know good people as well, so we can create great content. And I think with the amount of information and noise that there is out there, I think it's very important to deliver great quality content. But actually, the, the money's no longer in the information because people can find, you know, whoever's starting a business out there don't don't be stupid and think that people can't find what it is you know because they can Mm -hmm. they can just go on google and it's all there for them but the difference is is that they don't ask the questions that you or i would do they don't implement things on your behalf which is Mm -hmm. what what it is that we do essentially that's where the that's where the money is isn't it the money's in the implementation it's in the quality Mm -hmm. of delivery 
of what it is. And I think, you know, I mean, you know, one of the one of the great marketplaces that you've got that often goes overlooked is your existing clients. Yes. You know, and uh, you know, and, and and being able to, you know, if you if you've adapted and you've pivoted your business, yeah. you know, a lot of businesses don't tell their existing clients that they've done it. Yeah. You know, it's all of a sudden their work. So, so one of the things that we've said is, you know, we are every single every single one of our clients um, who we have a re- like a retainer relationship with a lot of our clients. Yeah. You know, we've said, no, we are going to offer every single one of those our new way of, of working. Every single one of those. Um, and and it might mean that, that our revenue drops down. Okay. It might mean that because, um, you know, because it's going to be a cheaper way of doing stuff. Yeah. But why shouldn't they have that? Well, you know, they've been so loyal and so, so good to us over the years. Then why shouldn't they get an opportunity to uh, to, to get things a, a little bit cheaper if they yeah. if they if they want to, but also just because the revenue has dropped down, you know, in actual fact, the cost to deliver the service has dropped. Yeah. So in actual fact, we we hopefully are still going to be just as profitable. Yeah. You know, but um, but, you know, but because and we're I suppose just, your capacity is increased as well. So. And the capacity increases, you yeah. know. So you know, so. You know, so that's what we're that's what we're looking to uh, that's what Perfect. we're looking to do. Perfect. And we're just moving on to the final one, which is perfectly timed, and hopefully the listeners have already been led down the path because I think it's tied in nicely, and that's credibility. Mm. So yeah, t- tell me a bit more about why credibility is so important. So I mean, you know, we are yeah we are in a um, you know health and health and safety um, field, and um, you know going back to this trust that we spoke about earlier on, you need to be credible in the advice that you give okay you know the law says that you know you need to have competent health and safety advice um and so and so with that become comes comes a credit credibility as well you know so if i'm you know if i'm going into a client i need to be able to uh deliver a service to them that they really really believe in and they trust um and if i can do that then then my my credibility increases if i'm if i'm able to to actually deliver the level of service that i say that i'm going to deliver then that that means that uh, that I'm going to be a credible, you know. So so the sort of things that we try and do is we try to put in into our business, um, you know, quite quite strict. If I go in and do an audit, then then the client will get an audit report within so many days, you know. And so you know, and then I've got to li- live by that. And if I don't, then you know, should I be giving them a refund? You know, if I haven't if I haven't been able to to deliver that service to, to, to that level that service level agreement almost. You know, so all these sort of things are in there, and, and and I suppose by getting the podcast going, by understanding modern ways of thinking, then my knowledge, my learning has increased, and so with that, I'm then giving better advice to my clients, and so with that, my my credibility increases, Perfect. and if you get that, then then you're going to be successful. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and I think um, I think you're absolutely right, and it's been brilliant as well. Like you say. You're, you're offering more online but actually through face to face you build credibility don't you so um, it's been absolutely brilliant being able to sit and have a discussion today we've actually recorded two podcasts in one sitting both for yours and for my podcast and actually uh, it's really helped build certainly our credibility with each other I hope or certainly certainly yeah, with, from, from myself to, towards you it's uh, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity for us to have built that. So, and the podcast have brought that together. So, and podcast, what a great way to build credibility as well, right? So, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, really, really appreciate you coming on and having a chat with me today, Colin. Thank you very much. Um, so, for the listeners, uh, could you just have a quick recap what your business is, a bit about your podcast, where they can find you and connect with you? No, brilliant. Yeah, no. So um, my company's called uh, IMG, but it's actually Inf- Influential Management, um, and um, the podcast is the Interesting Health and Safety Podcast. That can be found. Um, that can be found on on Spotify and um, Google and uh, Apple. So it's a uh, you know just go onto the little pink thing on your Apple and do a search. You'll uh, you'll find us. It's a it's a big di- diamond uh, diamond shape uh, with uh, green and blue background. Um, uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Colin Nottage on LinkedIn. Um, we have got the interest in health and safety groups on LinkedIn and Facebook as well, so you can find us there um, and just do a, just do a search. You know, you'll. Uh, but um, you know, um, I really appreciate uh, really appreciate coming on, Pete. Brilliant. Well, thanks for joining us, Colin. Okay. Great speaking to you. Cheers now. Bye bye. Catch you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate your time. Please do follow me at Pete Rushmer on LinkedIn. 
or on Facebook, follow Flagship Training UK, and you can find us on YouTube too at Flagship UK. Flagship UK.